the counter in me pocket I'll fetch me running shoes from the van Cause when you've got all hungry with no food in your tummy Then curry, I'm your man Cause how we all lose it is a mystery It's like the changing of our wardrobes from a dire history But it's the one making us not stop Kilograms is all we've got to drop. La 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 la. Hello and welcome, everyone. Um, <clears throat> apologies, there was no episode last week. Uh, Bob was in the States, I was in Newcastle, and it was all very busy. I'm just waiting for Bob to join. Um, and this week we've got a special guest, a man called Gareth Barker. He's come to join us. Gareth is an avid dropper, and we're going to hear all from Gareth about his journey. I'm just waiting for both of them to join on. Um, <clears throat> our TikTok's been suspended. Um, I think that could have been from Bob's nudity while he jumped into the um, into the harbour, but there's no proof of that. But apparently, we're not allowed to get on TikTok for the moment. But um, yeah, you might not see a few posts on there until we get back up and running. Uh, and away from that, everything is going hunky-dory. So just give it two or three minutes while we wait for Gareth and Robert. Um, as soon as they pop up, I'll let them in. Bob Cooper is connected to the audio. Good evening. You're recording, Bob. We're live. Great. Um, well, good afternoon, everyone. Or good morning, yeah. or good evening, depending on when you're listening. So I've done a little intro earlier, just explaining we've got Gareth joining. Gareth, diehard dropper, listened to every app, loves our journey, was on a similar journey himself, is now addicted to like triathlons and the like. And he's going to try and show us the light to see if we uh, would be interested in this stuff. And he's, he said to me that he's going to convince you, Bob, uh, that this is the way. So this is going to be phenomenal. He's going to convince me that this is the way, whatever his way is, yeah? Triathlons, marathons, that sort of thing. Well, I've got a few comments to make, but I'll wait till he gets here. It's all right. Look, let's get it. He's here. I'm going to add him now because he's been waiting for a while. Yeah, um, ladies and gents, Gareth Barker. I'm here. Hey, yes, he's here. Oh, he's here. Gareth, how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks to you. Yeah, good, thanks. Um, welcome to the 50kg drop. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for joining. No problem. Another another guest special. I'm buzzing about this. Yeah, so I haven't given any background to this at all, uh, Gareth. So I, I was just briefly explaining to Bob that you messaged the Instagram as a diehard dropper and you were telling us that we need some sort of goal, um, like a triathlon, something like that, that we can work towards. Um, and you were talking through your experiences of, of doing that when you were there. So I think the best way for all of this is everyone kind of knows who me and Bob are and they're a bit bored of listening to us. Let's let, let us into your life and, and let's hear from you, Gareth. What, what are you all about? Where are you from? Um, well, I'm from North Lincolnshire. Um, years ago, used to play a bit of rugby, um, nothing serious, just local club level. Um, then when I got to my probably... Late 30s, nearly 40, I stopped playing. Um, 
and my weight ballooned, basically. I've always been a big fella, always been big. I was big through school, um, never been much of an athlete, um, and my weight just went up. I've always had a big appetite, enjoyed a beer or two, um, as we all do. And when I stopped doing any exercise at all, I just shot up. Um, I'd previously smoked about 40 a day. I had already stopped at that point when my son was born. So uh, when my son was born, I vowed to stop smoking, which I did do. One of the best things I ever did do. Um, but I needed something to, to help me control where I was at with my weight. Um, I'd always fancied doing a triathlon, but couldn't swim properly. I could swim. If you chuck me in the deep end of a pool, don't get me wrong, I'd get out. I would, I would make it out, but no proper swimming technique so to speak so that was a little bit out my reach and then i spotted a local race and it was um it was called the adventure challenge um and it was a triathlon but slightly different disciplines it was bike kayak run so the swim had gone and i thought well i can do that so 22 stone of me x40 a day i entered it and with very little training i managed to do it um started doing a little bit um, there was a lane opposite where I lived it was one mile long and I couldn't even make it to the bottom of there at first um, this race had a, a 10k six mile run at the end of it so I was going to have to improve a little bit I did improve a little bit but nowhere near enough so on the day I think the only thing I had of me own I had a borrowed bike, borrowed kayak and I had a pair of trainers that were my own and I did it, I lined up at the start got going, um, everybody was flying past me on these fancy bikes and fancy kayaks and everything else um, and then it got to the run and it was down along the riverbank um, and I, I was run walking. I was I was knackered, um, but I was determined, a bit like Ian said at the one of his podcasts about the marathon, there was no way he was not going to finish that. And that's how I felt that day. Um, everybody finished. They had to hold the finish line open for 40 minutes for me. Um, so I was last person out on the course by a long shot. Anyway, the uh, the finish was in the market square of the, the local town and uh, my lads were there at the finishing line and they were only little at the time. And I remember my eldest, as I was running up there, um, the guy on the on the PA system put the microphone in front, front of him and he shouted, come on, daddy. And that was it. My tears were welling yes. up. I was filling up. And I had a bit of a push and I got to the finish line and I did. I cried when I crossed that finish line. And basically that was me hooked. Um, went looking for some similar events couldn't find anything without the swim so i thought the only way to do this is to learn how to swim to learn so, swim. yeah so, Gareth, let's um let, let me just let me just jump in there so break this down for me give me some numbers you were you it was kind of late 30s ish when you quit when you packed in playing rugby right regularly yeah, I, I think I was still playing rugby at this point, but not for a club. Okay. I was only playing for a works team. So my club days of training a couple of nights a week and playing on a Saturday, they'd stopped all but um, played maybe three or four fixtures for the for the works team, and uh, that was yeah. it. So I wasn't playing regularly. And then, and then when when you were, I guess when you were playing regularly, what you would have considered at that time your kind of average kind of weight. What kind of number would that have been roughly? Sixteen, seventeen stone. 16, 17, okay. And how tall are you? I'm quite tall. I'm 6'4". Six, 6'4", four. Six, four, okay. Ian's height. All right, so that's quite slender then, isn't it? Wow. And then, so what did you balloon to? Where? What, were you, what was your physical peak? Probably, well, I know I was 22, so maybe getting 22 and a half. I don't know if I ever hit 23. I never weighed myself at that weight, but yeah, definitely yeah. 22 plus. Definitely well, well past the 22 number. Yeah, okay, fine. All right. And then, so you signed up for this 
Adventure Triathlon, did you say it was called? Yeah, it was called the Adventure Challenge. It was a triathlon. It was three Adventure disciplines. Tra- challenge, yeah. Back to back. Um, it was a 40-kilometre bike. Yeah. A 10-kilometre kayak. Cool. And then a six-mile 10K run. And it was off-road. The run. It was it was along the riverbank, like a towpath on the grass. And- what what kind of what kind of weight and and fitness were you at when you signed up for that then or was that the very start that was that was, your next, that was about it yeah I would have been in my twenties probably somewhere I don't know exactly probably twenty one yeah but, but, but nearer the start of your journey right yeah wow that's well impressive congratulations my friend that's a that's a big feat I I, I must admit I had the same issue right like if I I actually <laughs> I actually signed up to a triathlon. Um, two or three years ago. I can't remember when. A good friend of mine signed up with me. He ended up doing it. I went and watched him do it, which was great. But that was a, that was another thing that I've signed up for, like many things, to inspire me to lose weight. And I think my issue was I never really trained, but I could not train and get on a bike. It wouldn't be great, but I could do it. I could not train and do, I think the end of it was maybe a 5K run. It was that's, a fairly short normal. distance one. Sprint, sprint track on his 5K, yeah. Sprint, yeah, something like a sprint track. So it wasn't, it wasn't a long one. And I thought, you know, it, I might run walk, but I could do that, even though it might be a long time. But the swimming thing for me, like, yeah, I can swim. Chump me in the pool, I can swim. But I haven't I haven't got a great technique. And obviously, when you're a bigger chap, like, I'm, my mid, my middle is that heavy that I just, I'm not, I'm not exactly skimming across the top of the water. My feet, my, do you know what I mean? I, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm moving a lot of mass of water as I'm going, so it's not particularly efficient. And yeah, swimming anything like a two, three k, I was like, it's just, it's not going to happen. That was always my barrier. So I think as a starting point for me, this adventure situation would be pretty handy. But for you, have you moved on to the swimming side of things now? I, yeah, I, w- I went on holiday that year. Um, kids were still little. And we went to a campsite down down south, and uh, there was a pool on the campsite. And while my wife was sorting the kids out and getting them ready for bed and everything, the pool was empty. There was nobody there. I popped down to the pool, and with the help of some YouTube clips on how to swim, um, I'd watched a few of those and thought, right, let's give it a go. And on the first night I was there at this, at this campsite, on a two-week holiday, I managed six lengths of the pool. And it wasn't even a full-size pool. I think it was 18 metres, whereas most of the 25. And I managed six lengths. And I persevered, and every night at the same time when there was nobody else in the pool, I went down there and added a few more lengths each time. I think on the last time, the last night of this holiday, I managed 60 lengths, and I thought, right, now I can do a proper triathlon. That's yeah, I love that. You don't start somewhere and just, just get moving. It makes so much sense. How, how long was that holiday, Gareth? Two, two and a half weeks. We tend to go for just over two weeks, so about two and a half weeks is average, yeah. So, I mean, six lengths to 60, that, that improvement in that time is pretty phenomenal, right? That's, when you find something, Bob, yeah, you can get there. I'm with Gareth. Gareth misses me, and he reckons... Like, I reckon this is a very same mindset to me. Let's get into the fire. Let's do a challenge. Let's get ourselves to our lowest ebb. But you, Bobby, you keep weaseling out of this. Stuff. I'm not weaseling out of anything. I'm just saying... I would be, already I'd be already happy with myself if I if I my improvement rate went from six lengths to sixty in the space of two and a half weeks. I'd be chuffed. That wasn't fast. I'm still not fast. But you've you've already got it there. You've already entered one. You've already 
expressed a desire to do one. You've already got that want in you to do it, or you had yeah. a couple of years and signed up for one. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> it's a really good point. So, Gareth, how long ago right, with this 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 adventure um, this adventure one that you did this like the starting version for you? Where, how long ago was that? That was two thousand nine. Two thousand nine, right? Okay, yeah. so so. As far as I'm aware, then that was a stepping stone for you, and you're now doing them regularly, or you've done quite a few since. What's the story since you you kind of had that taster? 2009, I did that race. I was the last one out there, 40 minutes from the second to last to me. Yeah, very squared. I was going to come back and I was going to do that race again, but I wasn't going to be last. That was my that was my next target. So I trained. Nice. I got a bike. And one of the biggest things for me that changed everything was biking to work. I know it can't be done by everybody, but I'm quite lucky. I live out in the sticks. Work for me at the time was just under 10 miles away. I think it was nine miles away from my house to work. I had the facilities at work, the shower and everything when I got there. So I started biking to work. And in, I think it was four or five months, I dropped six stone. It fell off me. It just fell off me. There's people I'd worked with for 15 years who I hadn't seen for a couple of months, they all thought that I was ill. There was even a rumour going around that I'd got cancer because <laughs> I'd just Blimey. shed so much so quick. They all thought I'd had a bout of serious illness. What, um, so I'm really interested in cycling to work. So um, the bits that go through my head, which is obviously just my brain talking me out of it, but the the whole kind of what happens when it rains, that sort of stuff, what do you do to prepare for that? You get wet. It's a simple one. But <laughs> Great response. I, I, I bike all year. De- decent kit, a decent jacket. You, you go out going to get wet. You're not going to stay bone dry. I have all my me, all me stuff for work at work in a locker and shower when I get there. So I get completely changed. It doesn't matter how wet I get. I've got all my me, all me clothes for the day at work. So I don't have that as an issue. Some people might. It's not always possible for everybody. So the days I do go in the car, I take on my clothes, hang up in a locker, shower kit there, and yeah, you're going to get wet. You can buy a waterproof, decent waterproof, windproof jacket, um, and don't worry about the rest. You're going to get wet. Fair enough. What about like lights, that sort of stuff for your bike accessories? Would you need? If you, yeah, obviously lights. I always ride with a backlight on, um, a flashing backlight, even during the day. I think most cyclists tend to do that round here. Um, but yeah, decent set of lights. Um, you can put mud guards on your bike, which make it a little bit better if it's really spraying up. But I don't bother. Um, I just get on my bike and I ride it. I ride everywhere as if I'm in a race. I just get my head down and I go for it. It's uh, all out. If I'm riding for one hour, I give that hour everything I've got. If I'm going out for a longer ride, two or three hours, I obviously have to set off a little bit steadier. But yeah, good lights, decent bike. Um, you don't have to spend a fortune. I was doing it at first on a on a mountain bike. I didn't even have a road bike. I was riding a mountain bike on the road. You can make them a bit easier by changing the tyres and putting some more road-suitable tyres on, which do make a lot of effort, a lot less, make it a lot less effort to ride on the road, if you get what I mean. The, the road yeah, will be yeah. easier. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I've... The one time I cycled into work, my bike got stolen outside the office. <laughs> so <laughs> I saw that as a sign. <laughs> um, Gareth, talk to me just very, just very quickly. Talk to me about your your uh, your bike now, because you can get some bikes that are some serious bits of kit. What what kind of wheels are you spinning at the minute? Um, well, 
my triathlon journey continued a bit and I've got to the point now where I've got a dedicated triathlon bike, which was uh, several thousand pounds. Um, yeah. one, of the, one of the same triathlon bikes in the aero position that you see the, the pros ride in. I'm nowhere near their level or speed or anything like that, but I've got one of the bikes to make me look the part. Um, <laughs> Have you got the bikes where in the middle they've got the two long handles together? Do you know what I mean? Or the handlebars, they have like you have you 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 know your the grips that are at shoulder widths apart, but then they have they get down their elbows and there's like the, the long handles where they put their arms together. You got that level of handlebar? That's the ones, yeah. Yes, quality. Exactly. That's that's a proper. You're a proper cyclist. Yeah, so your commuting bike and this bike's different. It's two different things, right? Yeah, yeah. I've okay. got I've got a little collection of bikes now. Love that. Okay, so you've listened to the pod, you've listened to the episodes. What's your synopsis for us? What do you think we should be doing and what do you think we're doing wrong? I think find yourself a goal, something you want to do. Go big or go home and tell the world that that's what you're going to do. That way, you're not going to want to be seen to fail. You are going to do like Ian did for the marathon. Tell everybody you're going to do it and there's no way on earth you are not going to finish that marathon don't have to be a marathon it could be a triathlon it could be a long bike ride it could be anything with the great north swim or great south swim something like that just a, something that's going to challenge you something to work for and and make everybody know that that's what you want to do and then hear it but make your goals something that you really want to do that you probably couldn't do at the minute um and set yourself stall out. If you need a plan, a training plan, Google the training plan. There's plenty out there for every sport, every every challenge, and uh, and follow it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I'm a big believer in this. I just want to do something with Bob, something that's above both of us, like climbing Mount Everest. That would be a beautiful moment for me and him. <laughs> yeah, but this is the problem. You go straight for climbing Mount Everest, and I'm like, yeah, should we try climb, you know, Snowdonia? I'm up for that. My missus said the other day actually about doing uh, doing one of the peaks, doing one of the British peaks, because she was she was quite queen to do it. Maybe we could get the couples to do it. It'd be lovely. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, Gareth, it, did you find yourself getting injured a lot in your kind of... Yeah, that's a good question. ...regressing down? No, I had one. Um, I went from doing that adventure challenge... Um, learning how to swim on holiday that year. And then I did a short sprint distance triathlon. Um, one of the lads I knew had done the same thing. He was in a similar boat to me. He was, he was a poor swimmer. He did it. And he, he messaged me that night and he said, you know what's next, don't you? And I was thinking, he's going to suggest doing an Olympic distance triathlon, which takes distance up. Well, he didn't. He sent me a link to Ironman UK, the, the big one. Um, 2.4 mile swim, 112 miles on the bike, and then cool down with the marathon. Um, and like a fool, I signed up for it. Um, and the following year, I did Ironman UK. So I jumped from a small challenge to an immense challenge. Um, and I got completely hooked. I've done nine Ironman triathlons now, probably 20 or 30 half Ironmans. And oh I, couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you how many sprint and Olympic distance, probably... 40 or 50 smaller distances as well. Bloody hell. So right. how long does one of them Ironmans take you? The cut-off 17 hours. So start at 6 in the morning. The cut-off for the swim is 2 hours 20, so you've got to be out of the water in that time. 
Um, then the bike comes straight after that, and you've got to be off your bike and your trainers ready for the run by 10 and a half hours, and then you've got to finish the marathon by 17 hours. So if you're starting at 6 in the morning, the finish line closes at 11 at night. And is this this is open water swimming? Yeah, they are. Um, purely because of logistics, you can't get 1,500 people doing a, a pool yeah, swim yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, uh, so is, they, it, is it sea or lake? The vary. Um, Ironman UK is at Bolton. That's in a lake. Um, a lot of the races are in the sea. So if you do Ironman Wales at 10B in Wales, it's the sea. Um, I'm not a lover of salt water, so that's my next challenge. Um, my wife fancies a, a long weekend in Wales, so she's trying to talk me into doing 10B next year. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I mean, like, so you pocketed the fact that you're now an Ironman expert, you know, up until now. So I'm an Ironman. I'm not an expert. I mean, yeah, but come on, you've done you've done nine of them. So yeah, how long? So you did this right? You did the adventure situation, which is your dip in the toe in the water. How long yeah. was it between when you did that to then doing your first Ironman? First Ironman, two thousand and twelve. Oh, so was it three years? Yeah, so I did I did the Adventure Challenge 2009. I went back and did it the following year, 2010. Um, 2010 was the year I taught myself to swim and did the sprint. Um, and then 2012, we did the Ironman. So I signed up for it with just over a year to train for it. That's bonkers. Like, well done. That. I look yeah, well done. And we've been doing this pod for six months, Bob. We ain't got anywhere, yeah? <laughs> so, Well, I've got is a blood clot. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hip impingement. That's my latest one to go. I kicked a football the other day, Gareth. Um, literally just kicked it, and my hip went. And I'm out for eight weeks. <laughs> That's where you've gone wrong. The ball's the wrong shape. Yeah, yeah maybe. I've Rugby, got a flight sat there, kid. come off of an injury. Yeah, rugby I played as a kid and I, I never enjoyed it. Um, I spent most of the time in the backs just because <laughs> we couldn't be asked to run. <laughs> um, right, I mean, this is this is quite inspiring stuff. It's making me feel a bit a bit fucking useless, actually. I think oh, yeah. I think we should sign up to something. I'm I'm keen to do a challenge, but I don't know. Um, I don't know which one's the right thing to do. Like, I'm, I'm quite keen for this. Like, if we, if there was a, a one of these adventure situations where it was kayaking instead of swimming, we could do that this year. Yeah, well, your hip, oh, your hip, maybe not. My shoulder's completely fucked as well. I, I need to get surgery on that, but I will grind through it. Yeah, one armed. Well, no, we're not going to do that. Well, let's just do the cycle. Let's start with the cycle then. I'm doing it to Amsterdam, aren't I? You need to sign up. Yeah, I seem to sign up to that. Gareth, <laughs> how long did how long did the swimming because if I was going to sign up to a triathlon or get myself to that sort of fitness level and then and then do one, how long did it take you to to get to a you know a pretty good efficient swimming stroke to be able to take on those distances? The full distances, the the Ironman distance. Yeah, or just yeah, and just you know, that that yes, but also even just something just you know like a a more maybe to say Olympic Olympic triathlon distance. That's a fifteen hundred meter swim. A sprint is four hundred meters in a pool. So you're talking sixteen lengths of your your standard leisure centre pool. 
Yeah, that, absolutely. I think that's you, could probably get, you could get you could get ready for that in a few months. Sixteen lengths isn't that bad. You see people doing them. You don't even have to do front crawl if you're better at breaststroke. I've been overtaken by people doing breaststroke. You don't have to do front crawl. Did, did yeah, you no, do front crawl though? I do, but I, can't, I still can't do breaststroke. I can't do it to this day. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate breaststroke. I just don't feel like I'd get anywhere. I don't think that I could either. I just I don't even try. Yeah. I'm going to blend that on my displacement when I'm in the water. But the front call, like 16 lengths, yeah, I think just a few weeks training, I could probably do that. I wouldn't be very quick again. And it's my breathing situation, getting the technique right. And I think the more you do it, the more you lose weight, and then you you become, you know, a more slender figure to try and drag across across the top of the water rather than a big lump pulling through it. Um but yeah, anything like anything like fifteen hundred meters and doing that as a big lad. How long would you? How long did that take to get to that? To be able to do that confidently. I, I think a few months before I was comfortable doing just length of the pull backwards and forwards. Um, I've never really got fast at it. I've just got a bit more endurance and able to do it for longer. Yeah, that's, that's the big thing. My issue is like I quite like swimming as well, but my issue is. I'm that unfit that after a few lengths, like I need to breathe at a quicker rate than doing, you know, your three in and one out, isn't it? Because you're like three stroke. Like I've always been taught, or I'm aware of, you do your three strokes when you're breathing out underwater, and then your fourth one you breathe in up to the side, and then you kind of repeat that. But once I've done a few lengths, I need to breathe it, like breathe in again before I've got chance to do my three strokes underwater because I'm just not fit enough. I, I breathe. I- Every 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 stroke on the left, so I I don't do three. I do every other. So I go left, right, and I breathe every time on my left. Oh really? Oh well, that's where I'm maybe going wrong then. When you're doing this Ironman, are you continuously uh, swimming, or do you have breaks in the water? No, the swim the swims non-stop. Most most you get in the water and you don't get out until it's done. Some have what they call an Australian exit, where you do one lap get out of the onto the bank you normally run 50 meters along the bank and then dive back in and do a second lap um so technically you could get a, a mouthful of water out of a bottle if somebody was there for you then but no i've, I've never seen uh, anybody stopping the brakes other than that australian exit where's the where's the term australian exit come from australia. i'm not entirely sure i think it's yeah i'll guess australia <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Is there a story behind it? Not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it. I'll have to Google that and find out for you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Australian exit can get all, all sorts of response <laughs> results on Google. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, this is this is interesting. Gareth, where are you now then? So you're obviously you're you are you started off you saying this conversation saying you were a bigger man, chunkier bloke, like in Georgia beer, played a lot of rugby, you know, probably averaged out around sort of 16, 17 stone, right? Six foot four bloke. Yeah. Now you're, I'm going to class you as an elite athlete. Um, no, what what no. do you set at now then? Like what, where's your, where's, where's your right. kind of I, average weight and, and stature now? This is going back to what I said before about, having a goal and something to aim for. Obviously, when COVID came, a lot of races were cancelled. Um, so I didn't have any races. I didn't have anything to train for. 
Um, and I didn't do it, and my weight started going back up again. So I've gone back up to probably just over 19 now. Um, right. When I got down to my best Ironman times, I was about 15. Gone back up to 19, and I'm just now trying to find that goal to get it going back down. I've not done an Ironman race this year at all, um, just because of family commitments and work commitments. I've not had the chance, couldn't get the time off to go and do the one this year. So I've just signed up for a marathon later on this year to give me something to force me to go out and train and do some running again because I know the running will get the weight off me quite quickly. So that's where I'm at. And like diet-wise, do you get yourself on a certain diet or is it pretty normal? No, I, I enjoy my food. I didn't change a great deal. I think the most I did was cut down a bit on the the portion and the snacking in between, uh, portion size and snacking, obviously. Um, carried on cycling to work. That that keeps my weight under control a little bit better. So I'm back to doing that. Um, just set myself a goal of uh, a marathon in October. Um, and that's what I'm working to now to force to go out and do some miles and, and get back in shape again. How often would you run now then? So if you've got a marathon coming in October, well, how, many, how many times do you get on the streets now? Um, well, my plan is for three to four times a week. So I've got a plan printed off, all ready to go. There are, there are days I don't make it. There are days when either I just ate too much or too much to do at home and don't get a chance. But I generally try, if I'm going to follow the plan, it's three to four times a week. Does that have an impact on your family at all? I know my missus does it nuts every time I go off and do anything. Um, I well, the, the, races, the races themselves my, my wife and kids come along they're the best cheerleaders I've got um, so they come along we make a weekend of it camp at the site and they enjoy it um, but the training itself I work shifts so I do get time during the day when yeah. the kids are at school and college and missus are at work because she works shifts as well so I do get time during the day to get out and have the least impact on the family possible. But she's she's a very understanding. Yeah, my, my missus as well. But I find it really difficult because we're in an industry that works like seven in the morning through to like seven o'clock at night, plus commuting. Just trying to find the time to do anything. When I was boxing, I was out of the out of the house till about ten o'clock, three times yeah. a week. Coming over, I wasn't, just hadn't even seen my missus, haven't spoke to her, haven't done anything in the house. All of that kind of built up and it was it was not fair. Um, and she's super supportive, but I think now I have a strain on anything. So I'm trying to find a balance and maybe trying to nick something during the day is the route. Um, but I've never been able to master that. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel... I feel the same. The cycling, the cycling to work thing is interesting, though. How, how long would your cycle be in? Is that is it an achievable distance? I don't know. It's probably not for me, or is it? I'm uh, about ten miles to the. No, it's not. It's twelve. Twelve miles. Is that doable, Gareth? Gareth does ten. Mine's, mine, mine's changed now. I work from a different station, but um, mine's fourteen miles each way now. It takes me just <laughs> under an hour. So I get a She's free workout out. on my way. Yeah. You must oh, be depends fine. on the weather and the wind. 
50, 50 minutes is a good day with a backwind. Bloody hell. <laughs> I did it. I, to... <laughs> I cycled out to London the other weekend and I was, yeah, I had to flip in and get my missus to pick me up in a B&M car park. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly won't do it in under an hour, though. Um, what do you yeah, do? Get like... work, it's training, isn't it? That's I, I look at that as a free workout. It's it's an hour in the morning, an hour at night. When I'm on yeah. a day shift and same on the night shift, I, I do it whichever shift I'm on. So two hours a day of exercise on a day when I've got to go to work anyway. It takes me thirty minutes in the car. It takes me fifty to sixty minutes in on the bike, and it's free, saving fuel and getting me the exercise I need for the day. It makes a lot of sense. I do you know what? Years ago I worked um I worked in a neighbouring town to where I lived and I used to get a train there and it's it was the cycle's probably only five miles to the station and then it's probably a mile the other side and I cycled there to the to the train, took the bike on the train and cycled in, in the town when I got off to work and um and did the same back and I did that for about six months along with swimming at some lunch breaks and that is probably when i did that it's probably the lowest i've been in the last 15 years and i think yes i think the cycling thing and i, I always put that down to the swimming and not really the cycling but the cycling gets your metabolism going first thing in the morning isn't it that'd be another good thing absolutely so it's, uh, it's probably next best thing to running i would imagine yeah, uh, and, you, uh, and, it's, and it's less less pressure on your joints. That's the that obviously you're a bigger chap back then as well, Gareth. The thing for me with cycling is that you can do it as a as a chunkier lad. Like I, you know, if I said I'd start, I, I like the running thing. If I said I'd rather than take up so I'd take up running, my knees and ankles just they blow up. Yeah, well, there's, there's no impact on a bike, is there? It's, you're not you're not putting all that weight through your um, joints pounding the streets it's not the same i don't think definitely don't get any no, joint definitely not, pain no. no i agree with that so what challenges have you got left like is there anything you see out and go that's above me now i've taught this year i've been watching a bit of ultra running ultra trail running um there's one i really do fancy and that's a hundred mile run um, whether or not that's achievable, I'd certainly have to. I'd have to shed some serious timber. I'd have to get down below fifteen, probably towards fourteen stone to to do that because that would that would hurt. I think. Um, Is that achievable for you, though, Gareth? Like in in your bill, like do you think that's a sensible weight to be at? Like, would you think you'd still be, you know, or was that? Is that going to get you to a place where you're just not going to be healthy and where you want to be? I think. I think having been at fifteen, I think then. I thought to myself that I could I could easily lose a bit more. I still had a bit of spare on me. Right, yeah. I could go to fourteen, and I wouldn't be unhappy. I'd be very lean, but uh, I don't think that's achievable. It certainly wouldn't be unhealthy. It's whether or not I can have the discipline to get there. Yeah. What's your um, like what's your um, like where do you fail? Like you know, if we said it was a beer or. If it's a certain takeaway of food, like if you're trying to get down to where, or even what you're trying to get back to a, a, a fitter place now, like what's your where, when do you break? What's the thing you find hardest to knock out of your diet or lifestyle to try and get down to these weights? I enjoy a glass of wine on the night, and then when I've had a glass of wine, then it's the crisps. Um, I'm more savoury. I'm more savoury than 
you going with the Toblerones in your sweets. But uh, yeah, I enjoy picking, especially when I've had a drink. Yeah. What would your wine of choice be there, Gareth? Yeah, exactly what I was going to ask. Nice full-bodied red. Yes. <laughs> Good man. And then what would your nibble of choice? Are you like a cheese twist? Is that what we're going with? Or like a maybe a breadstick of some sort? Nuts. Nuts. Have you seen the KP sweet-flavoured nuts? I have. The KP what? Sweet-flavoured? No, steak-flavoured KP peanuts. Oh, no. Uh, they do them in Tesco's at the minute. They're on offer with your club card. They're, they're <laughs> dangerous. I'm going to have to get all over that. That's, <laughs> one, that's one thing I didn't need to know. <laughs> that can't be that bad for you, though, surely. Yeah, yeah in a handful, not a bag full. Yeah, <laughs> I eat a bag full. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to survive this week without trying some KP steak-flavoured nuts. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> um, and um, work-wise, are you on your feet when you work? No. Um, used to be a bit more mobile than I am now, but I'm, I'm behind a desk most of the time now. Probably ninety-five percent of the time, uh, I'm sat at the computer. Yeah, I know that feeling. I just yeah. don't know how how you get the motivation after a day's work to get on a bike and cycle home. Well, if you don't get on your bike, you're not getting home. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think the cycling it's the going to work because coming home, you're like, well, I've bikes here, I've got it. But the going to waking up when it's like seven a.m. It's pissing down the rain, and you're not getting on any other form of transport or getting in your car. Do you know what I mean? Through those winter months, yeah, it might be quite nice, you know, a nice spring cycle at the end of April when the sun's out and it's quite a nice morning. I, I get that, you know, I've, I've, those cycles are quite good. But when it's February, it's freezing cold, it's raining, it's miserable, it's dark, and you're like, yep, yeah, let's do, it's a Tuesday, and you're going, let's do another cycle to work. That's, that's you know, that's proper. That's dedication. Do you, do you get any, like, hairy moments on the bike? Um, no, the roads are fairly quiet around here, um, and I've got a couple of options on routes as well. When the weather's a bit frosty and things like that, I can get onto a river towpath, so it's like a, a gravelly track, and I take my mountain bike, and I use that and um, go off the road, so to speak, along the, the tracks and trails some farm tracks and things like that and public footpaths so i'm not actually on a main road which might be icy but um yeah they're not bad and and the times i do it because i work seven to seven days so i'm setting off at half five in the morning getting to work Ooh. at half six the roads are roads are fairly steady i've I beat the rush hour so and i'm not going through city center traffic i would think that can be quite a challenge on its own running the gauntlet of a city yeah, I think in London it's crazy. I've, I've seen yeah, cab drivers ow. that are actually targeting cyclists, and it's like a sport for them, them trying to knock them off their bikes and stuff. So I think the thought of going around London puts me off it. But I think maybe if I go I early th- enough, I, I cycled to work when I lived in Clapham. I cycled to work when we worked together, Ian. And in that, I don't know, that is maybe like eight miles, seven, eight miles, something. Maybe it might not even be that. And it depends what part. So when you get to Big Ben, when you get to Westminster, obviously all the way along Embankment and going all the way up there, it's fine because you've got a dedicated lane. But some of the bits going from, from Clapham through Victoria to to get to Westminster, yeah, brutal. Absolutely brutal. You shit your pants. Yeah. We're going to have to look into it. I've thought about it. 
um, a lot. I've got a road bike and I need to get practice in France then. So it makes sense to kill two birds with one stone, even if I do it once or twice a week. Um, that, that makes sense. All okay. right, so look, listen, Gareth, I'm inspired to try and get my fat ass onto a bike, right? And I'm, I'm going to see if I'm going to join in with this um, this cycling challenge. As a bigger man, what essentials do I need to start off my cycling journey? Like, is there some sort of big fat man saddle that's going to really help me out here? Or like, do I need to get myself something which really helps me out for the chafing? Like, what are we talking about? What do I need to, to get to make it more bearable when I start the cycling mission? A pair of cycling shorts. You don't have to go full on lycra. You can get some mountain bike shorts, which are more like a pair of baggy shorts, but they've got a liner inside with the cushion pad or chamois, as the cyclist world, cycling world calls it. Um, yeah. So you've got some padding there for where you're in contact with your seat. Um, yeah. And some chamois cream. Chamois cream. It's uh, just a nice softener for the uh, the nether regions helps prevent any chafing so lubrication antibacterial cream that uh, makes it all a lot more pleasurable chamois cream cycling shorts so but nothing to do with a, a particularly padded saddle or anything because that's all the bit i've done cycling before and these things are rock hard and i'm like this is this is agony to get on or do you get used to that or do the shorts just you do get the, the shorts go a long way towards that but the right yeah because there are different shaped saddles there are some are wider some are narrower some are a bit more so yeah they do very little bit if you've got ice there if your saddle's wrong then it's never going to be comfortable we've got you back can you can you just repeat all of that because it was just breaking up Gareth obviously saddles do come in different shapes and sizes. Some aren't suitable for everybody. There's wider ones, narrow ones. Um, yeah. So if you're having saddle issues, A, you do get used to it. It'll take a few weeks of riding regularly, but you do get used to it. Um, but if your saddle isn't right, get yourself to a local bike shop and speak to somebody who can maybe let you sit on a few different shapes and sizes and see which yeah. one suits you, because there will be one that is better for you than for your twin brother you could be exactly the same but prefer a different saddle yeah Yeah. what was your original inspiration to all of this Gareth what made you style I don't know I think I'd, I'd seen triathlons on the telly and wanted to do one um, thought about it and then just ruled it out because of the swim and when I saw that change without the swim involved I thought, here's, here's my chance to do one. And I just wanted that that challenge, something to do, something I'd never done before that was going to push me a bit, or quite a lot, um, and and something to work towards. I just needed that something that was going to push me to get me out my, uh, off my seat and out the door. Fair enough. Makes sense, it? Just basically move more and you can do what you want. <laughs> That's it. And set a goal. I need to join this. I need to see if I'm joining this this cycles to Amsterdam situation. Spoke I'll about find that on Tuesday if I can still do it. Because this hip's bad. I've been struggling to walk all week. Ooh. Yeah. 
Even if I get cleared by then, I'll still do it. Even if I might come last or miss the ferry, I'm still going to give it a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so get my bike I, out. I don't quit, mate. So is what it is. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, Gareth. Um, that's really ins- insightful. So, from your kind of advice to us, just to kind of recap, I mean, you're saying. Do you recommend like a shared goal that me and Bob should have that we do together to keep ourselves on check? Do you think that would work? If you can find a common goal that would challenge you both, that you both want to do, because you've got to want to do it. It's got to be something that you both want to do or individually you want to do. You could have a different goal each. One might want to run a marathon. I know Ian, you've already done that at London. Um, but it could be a cycle challenge, it could be a swim challenge, it could be something completely different. Um, but if there's one that you can both do together, then yeah. Or how about a team goal where if you can't do one bit of a triathlon, enter it as a team. One does the bike and run, one does the swim, or one does the swim and the bike, one does the run. Back now it's work. talking. Team now work. it's talking. Maybe we should research some team things then. Or just split it well, up. All, all the triathlons I've seen have a team option. So you could you could even get in a third person if you wanted. And uh, somebody do the swim, somebody do the bike, somebody do the, the run as a relay team. Most Sounds like you're the third person, guys, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You're the third person. And when me and Bob <laughs> give up after five minutes, you can, you can finish it all. You can't step in and do a discipline you've already started. I can only do one from start to finish. What happens when <laughs> I've drowned after 65 metres in the pool, though? <laughs> um, yeah, there's always, there's always somebody in a boat to pull your body out. Yeah, it's good. There must yeah. be a few people on that boat. It must be a bloody big boat. But <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gareth, I am feeling inspired. I like having conversations with people like you because you make me feel a little bit more useless and you give me more energy to try and try and do more things and get myself a goal. Um so I'm really, uh, yeah, really thankful that we spoke today. You've what you've done is amazing, by the way. Like I, the thought of me in in ten years' time saying I've done nine, ten twelve years' time saying I've done nine Ironmans and all this other stuff, and I'm looking at ultra runs is just feels so far away. But um, fair play, that's that's some going. Um, we will definitely sign ourselves up. Some, and we'll report back how we're getting on. Another one of my incentives was my wife said she was going to sell me bike if I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. She can sell my bike though. Second hand, I bought that because I'm not spending money on bikes after I got that on Nick. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, this is this is top stuff. I think we need to get a common goal then, Bob, don't we? Oh, yeah, do we, we just drop to, up a triathlon and sign up to individual events? I reckon you've got five k in you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm going to have a look for one of these adventure situations. Yeah. Because it is just a swim that puts me off the triathlon. Like, I, I like kayaking. I'd give that I'd give that a very good go. Again, I, I would come last, but I'd still... That would be a challenge I'd be up for. I'd love to see you in a kayak as well. Yeah, big one. <laughs> right, Gareth, just to round off, thank you so much for, for coming on today. Let's um, We'll definitely report back what we're going to do, and you'll hear it on these pods anyway. Just a final question from me. Who is going to achieve the 50kg drop first, Ian or, or Bob? 
Ooh. Ian. Come on! Have that, Bob. Yeah. No. Sophie was wrong, and I knew she was wrong. Yeah. There's only one winner. What, what's, your, what's the reasoning behind that? And I was very fairly modest with that. <laughs> <laughs> with that response. Why are you backing me, Gareth? Because you've set that goal, London Marathon. I've seen you do that one. You weren't giving up. You went out there. You did it. Um, you got yourself to the start line, and you gave it a go, and you didn't stop. You've, you've got that never-give-up mentality in my eyes. There you go, Gareth's buying the Ian merch when it comes out, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Ian a good point, really. Cycling kit. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well made. Fair play. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it and really appreciate your support. We'll, um, we will report back what we book ourselves in for, letting you know how we get on. Yeah, please keep in touch. Spot Lovely. On. Cheers, Gareth. Appreciate your time. Thanks, mate. Thank you. All right. Take See care. you later. Bye. Bye. So that was Gareth. That was Gareth. That's a win for me there, Bob. Yeah. That's another guy out of the diehard droppers that's backing me. How'd We're you one feel all, mate. We're feel? one all. Yeah. How'd you feel? Are you okay, mate? You're not changing tactics, are you? <laughs> what people don't understand is that you signed up for the marathon before we even made this podcast. So he's going on like I dropped out of the marathon. I was never signed up for it. Yeah, no, but you haven't signed up to anything, have you? So, yeah, but uh, listen, whatever I sign up for, I'll get to that fucking start line, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll complete it. <laughs> um, enjoy life, mate. Basically, see you later, big boy. See you, though. Bye, bye. We've got some diet plans, health scans, sugar bands, fitness fans, PTs, injuries, laying off the Chinese, ball games, gym chains, protein gains, and skin tight tops, and we ain't gonna stop until we hit the 50k. Drop, 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 no excess fat, no FAT, no curry bag, no guarantee, rough or buff, lean on me, we'll end up as fit as a bitch.